Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the field of psychology and mental health, with host Gabe Howard and co-host Vincent M. Wales. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Psych Central Show podcast. My name is Gabe Howard, and with me, as always, is Vincent M. Wales. This week, we have a great guest who is going to... Well, she's going to tell us about LifeSpeak, which is a total well-being platform that helps organizations keep their employees present, productive, and thriving. And yes, I'm, of course, reading that right off their website. So we are going to introduce Anna Mittag to tell us all about this platform, what it does, and how it helps people thrive. Anna, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Happy to be here. Great. Let's start right off with... Obviously, I just read the description of LifeSpeak, but, but what is it? Put it in, in layman's terms. What does your platform do? Okay, this is my most dreaded question because I find it very difficult to describe in 25 words or less, but I'm going to try. We at LifeSpeak have been going out into the world and seeking out leading experts who are willing and wanting to talk on a really wide range of subjects that affect people in their lives every day. So we look for people who have written books on uh, mental health or on parenting or communication skills or what have you, or are leaders in their field, are sought after by the media for their opinions on various topics. And we bring them into our film studio. We film them talking about their expertise and what they're passionate about. And we chunk those film segments down into really easily consumable and digestible video modules, which we house on our digital platform. So we have close to 2,000 expert-led video modules on our digital platform, which we then deliver to our clients and their employees and family members. So the idea is that users have top-quality, accurate, up-to-date information delivered in a very accessible manner 24-7 on their computer or their smartphone or their tablet. Whenever they're looking for that information, it's there for them and they can be sure that it's up-to-date and accurate. And that's sort of the, I guess that's the, uh, the most concise way I can describe it. I think you did fantastic. That's a great explanation. Thank you. Anna, could you tell me what specifically would an employee go there looking for? What would they get out of it? There's probably as many different answers to that question as there are employees who have access to the platform. First of all, there are, among our millions of users, there are certainly people who are used to going to our platform uh, as their first stop in their quest for information. People are very used to Googling or going on YouTube to get information. But for people who have had our program through their employer for quite a long period of time, they become used to going to our platform first to get information on a, on a topic. And so they're either going there of their own accord, specifically looking for something, or they're being sent to the platform via one of our communications. Because we don't just make the content available to our, our clients' users and just sort of leave it there. We actually have a very comprehensive and fulsome communication strategy and initiative strategy throughout any program year, which pushes out content to, to users, which they may not have thought they needed. I'll actually give you some concrete examples because we do occasionally get feedback from our users, sort of anecdotal feedback telling us how they've used the the platform, for example. And so I've received emails before from 
parents, uh, a woman who had accessed one of our video modules led by Dr. David Goldblum, who was the chair of the Mental Health Commission of Canada for a time, about uh, anxiety. And she said, she wrote in and she said, you know, my daughter has been suffering from anxiety for years and years and years. I didn't know what it was. I didn't recognize what was going on with her. But I listened to Dr. Goldblum and I realized that, that she was suffering from anxiety. And he gave me the words I could use to approach her, have a conversation about it for the first time in my life. And it was, it was a game changer for us in my relationship with my daughter and getting her the help that she needed. So that's a very concrete example. I like that example very much because it shows that mental health concerns, mental illness, we, we being the collective society, you know, believe that this is something that happens to other people and it, it doesn't happen to regular people. It doesn't happen to, you know, it happens to people who are institutionalized or in group homes or are somehow mm. disconnected from the people in the cubicle next to you. But in reality, as we know, mental health issues strike the person in the cubicle next to you, the people in the cubicle, you know, down the hall, their, their families, etc. So it sounds like this is an excellent resource for people to get information on mental health concerns that they may be having as well. Is that true? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, mental health is going to affect uh, at least a quarter of us at any given, you know, given time in our lives. And, and we, at, you know, certainly at LifeSpeak, we think of mental health quite broadly. So for example, we have modules on our platform about surviving divorce, for example. And at any given time in any organization, you can have a really considerable number of people who may be going through a difficult divorce or, you know, even just a not so difficult divorce. And that's going to affect them. That's, that is a mental health issue. For that person to be able to plug in anonymously and get really solid practical advice about going through divorce and also kind of normalize the experience for themselves, that's going to make an enormous difference to them and to their employer as well, because that's somebody who is now armed with knowledge to sort of ameliorate their situation, get through it a little more easily, and that's going to have an effect on their presentness at work and their ability to work and concentrate. So, you know, the idea that somebody can at any time seek out information addiction, sexual violence, suicide, what have you, completely anonymously when they need it is an amazing kind of first step to being able to help themselves or help somebody that they love. Wow. That's, that's pretty impressive, honestly. How long has LifeSpeak oh, been around? Since 2004, we've been around. And, and, and to be honest, the first four years of our existence, we did not have a digital platform. We worked with you know, some of the same experts who are now found on our platform, but we brought them into our clients' workplaces for live workshops. So a little kind of old fashioned. Uh, they were extremely successful, very effective. Everybody loved them, but not all that useful for many of our client organizations who are kind of spread out all over the place because you could really only get 25 or 30 people into a room where there were thousands and thousands more working remotely, working in other offices, working across the country who couldn't attend. And so in 2008, late 2007, 2008, we brought it digital to make it way more accessible, kind of universally accessible for anybody in an organization, regardless of their work schedule or their position or their, their type of work. Thank you so much for that answer. I know the platform is very wide ranging. I mean, it has information on 
you know, nutrition and parenting and things like that. But as a mental health show, we, we sort of want to stay focused on the benefits for somebody who is having a mental health issue, crisis, or a mm-hmm. family member who's doing so. So let, let's talk about that for a moment. In the States, in America, you know, mental health issues contribute to absenteeism a lot more than, you know, American employers care to admit. Do you find the same yeah. in Canada that, you know, depression is, is <laughs> one of the leading causes of missed work and employers don't like missed work? Absolutely. Mental illness, mental health issues are universal. I mean, I'll confine my remarks to North America. I'm actually glad that you mentioned the sort of Canada versus U.S. thing. It's been really, really interesting uh, to me. I mean, we, our company is headquartered in Canada, started in Canada, but we have operations in the U.S. now. We've been present in the U.S. for many years. And it's been extremely interesting to me as a Canadian to see how the conversation about mental health has changed in the U.S. over the last, let's say, four or five years. Canadian workplaces have been in the business of promoting awareness of mental health in the workplace for a very long time, you know, well over 10 years or so. It's a thanks to, you know, leaders like Bell Canada, for example, with their Bell Let's Talk initiative, and they're actually a client of ours. It's a conversation that we've been having as a, as a, as a country for many, many years. And so our platform is very rich in mental health content because that is something that was demanded by our Canadian clients with whom we worked at the beginning. And so when we went into the States, there wasn't, people didn't even really talk about mental health five years ago. We would, you know, hear about sort of substance abuse, a very particular problem. The idea of mental health as a sort of an issue in and of itself just wasn't even in the language. And now there is so much interest in what we have to offer. And we have such a sort of a lead time that, uh, you know, we're having a lot of very interesting conversations with American workplaces. I would say that that awareness has lagged behind uh, Canadian awareness about the importance of mental health in the workplace, let's say. But pretty much all of our conversations now with American employers touch on, on that exactly. We want our employees to have access to mental health resources is usually the way they talk about it because we recognize that this is something that is obviously affecting people in their daily lives. It's affecting our bottom line. And this is something that I've actually noticed a lot. When we first started talking to American employees, uh, employers rather, everybody was really interested in wellness, uh, the, the sort of physical side of it, right? They wanted nutrition counseling. They wanted programs where people tried to walk 10,000 steps a day with Fitbits. And it was tough for us sometimes. I mean, we have content on nutrition and exercise, but, you know, it was tough for us to compete with some of those more physical challenge providers, for example. And I always thought, you know, if I'm somebody who, uh, whose employer is trying to, you know, trying to get me to walk 10,000 te- steps a day to maybe lose weight and reduce my risk for diabetes and therefore, you know, reducing the risk that I'm going to be a medical cost to my employer, that's great. But if I'm dealing with a teenager at home who's acting out or who I'm afraid is potentially going to harm him or herself, I'm not going to do anything about that 10,000 step a day thing. I don't have the wherewithal to go there. I have to deal with something which is much more pressing first before I even think about losing weight or diabetes. I don't care about that. I care about my kid. 
And so there's many people who have to deal with these much more pressing issues, which are less tangible, less easy to deal with in a sort of a challenge or a traditional wellness program. And that is where this kind of mental health training comes in, you know, the LifeSpeak mental health resources, because that person, they know what they're going through. They may not be ready to pick up the phone and make an appointment with a counselor through an EAP, but they want to know, you know, is there something wrong with my teen? And so they go onto the platform, they'll listen to an expert or watch an expert talk about teenagers, what's normal acting out, what's not, what are some warning signs you might need to look out for. And that's going to give them the wherewithal to deal with that and address that pressing issue before they move on to anything else. And if they had to suffer in silence or worry about it or seek out that information on their own by Googling or what have you, that's going to take up a lot of their time that's going to take up a lot of their attention and they may not be as present at work. They may miss work. They may just, you know, coil up into a ball of, of worry about the whole thing. So the idea is that if you arm somebody with high quality, accurate knowledge and practical tips that they can implement and you make it really easy for them to access it. So anonymously on their phone, then you're giving somebody the, the sort of raw goods they need to make a change in their lives. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Secure, convenient, and affordable online counseling. All counselors are licensed, accredited professionals. Anything you share is confidential. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist whenever you feel it's needed. A month of online therapy often costs less than a single traditional face-to-face session. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central and experience seven days of free therapy to see if online counseling is right for you. BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central. In my other job as a mental health advocate, one of the things I do because you know I'm a person who lives with bipolar disorder, I know that Canada is kind of ahead of the United States when it comes to accepting you know, mental health and mental illness and discussing it openly. I didn't know that you know, we were five years behind, which I, I know is kind of just an example that you gave, but how is Canada doing now? I mean, the fact that they're ahead of us on the scale, has have you noticed the absenteeism rate drop? Are people getting more help that they need? What's America going to look like in five years is basically my question. (laughs) Using Canada as an example based on what they've done. I certainly don't have any statistics that I can spout at you right now about whether the rate of absenteeism in Canadian workplaces is lower than that in American workplaces. I mean, I I could surmise, but it wouldn't be legitimate. What I can say is that So, for example, there is something called the Voluntary Standard um, on Psychological Health in the Workplace, which is sort of defined by the Canadian government. And it is a, a, a standard of what constitutes a mentally healthy workplace. You know, the availability of training, the ability for coworkers to talk to each other about Uh, mental illness or talk to a manager without, you know, fear of repercussion, that kind of thing. There are 13, I believe, 13 elements to this voluntary standard. And companies don't have to implement it. It's voluntary after all. But many of them, many of them do. And just by having that sort of, you know, government sanctioned standard, which and and it's dressed up in the in, in, in legislative language, gives a validity and a seriousness to the idea of a mentally healthy workplace, which you, you know, you, you wouldn't have in, an, in a country that did not have that kind of government sanction in there. 
I don't think there's any organization in Canada that doesn't feel that mental health training, resources, well-being is not part of what they need to provide their employees, whether they're a 20-person company to a, you know, a very, very large, large person company. So I can only assume that, you know, because we've been doing this for such a long time and, you know, the government talks about it, large corporations talk about it, that it must be easier for a Canadian employee, generally, obviously, to be open about the fact that they're having trouble at work because they are having anxiety or a member of their family is depressed or whatever. And it must be easier for them to speak to a manager and say, I need to take tomorrow off because I need to do X, Y, Z, um, because I, or I, I, I have depression or what have you. People talk about it. And, and I can't stress enough the importance of, our, of the Bell Let's Talk, I guess, campaign, you'd call it. Have you heard of it? I have. I, I participated in it one year. And by participated, I mean, they had a hashtag and you could offer facts and things and they, uh, you know, retweeted it and put it on social media. And I thought it was very, very powerful because you could read mm-hmm. all the stories from people, I, I say all over the world, but, you know, all over North America. And, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was great. It was a it was a great way to gain perspective. Very powerful campaign. Yeah, and that and it, it actually just happened again this year on the 31st of January, and and that it's it's plastered across buses, you know, billboards, it, it, it's everywhere. So Canadians are very used to just really talking about mental illness and the effect that it has on just about everybody in their daily lives. So that's got to uh, improve the lot of people who are suffering at work. If, if for no other reason, then it's just easier for them to talk about it and, and maybe get the help they need uh, or get the support that they need at work. It's got to have an effect. I completely agree. I like the fact that it's government-led because, you know, setting an example is an important role in government. You know, in America, our politicians don't agree on climate change. So mm-hmm. you know, mental illness is, is very low on the list of things that our government is trying to resolve. But you're right. In the rare instance that a political leader does take a stand and talks about it, we do see from from a mental health advocacy standpoint, people bolstered. People can get more access to care because they're willing to ask for it. And in the States, we passed Medicaid expansion. You know, we don't have universal health care. But as more people were able to get on the health care rolls, whether it be via the Affordable Care Act or Medicaid expansion, they were able to get more treatment. But it's not just uh, the ability to afford care that's a barrier. It's the ability to ask for it, to the knowledge that you need to ask for it and know where to go. And this is something that we need to very much approve in America. And it's good to know that it's working out so well in Canada because, you know, we now have proof of concept. Yeah. No, and, 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 and there's a, there is a huge appetite for it now when we speak to people in the U.S. And it's very important to me that our, or our organization be super useful, right? So when I first started having conversations with American companies, I even felt a little funny saying the word mental illness because I thought, oh, it's going to put them off. I should say mental health issues, but I, I'm a firm believer in calling something what it is. And depression and anxiety and schizophrenia and, you know, a whole range, those, you know, those are mental illnesses. So 
uh, you don't shy away from calling cancer cancer or a broken leg a broken leg. So, you know, I like to call it mental illness and get people used to the idea that it's an illness like any any other one. At the same time, uh, you know, that we, you know, I like to talk about mental illness. We also don't shy away from really tough topics in the platform because you just never know what somebody is dealing with, right? And you want them to have the information. So I think I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we have recently filmed content on sexual violence, for example, and we've definitely seen an uptick in uh, the amount of people, number of people who've been accessing those resources recently. We filmed content on suicide. We've filmed content on addiction, opioid crisis, substance abuse, you know, stuff that people are really, really dealing with on a daily basis. Because can you imagine if we offered this platform and said, you know, there's tons of stuff in there, especially on mental health, and we didn't have anything about suicide, we would be doing a disservice to our users. So I'm constantly trying to make sure that we're covering a really wide range of issues as well, so we can be as useful as possible. Anna, let me ask you this. From the uh, perspective of an employee going to access the site, you've mentioned videos, and I'm sure there are written articles on there too. What about real-time assistance? Is there anything like that? Absolutely. Every month, we have what we call an Ask the Expert web chat. Sometimes in a month, we'll do two of them, actually. And uh, we will invite one of our experts to be available online for about 90 minutes, and anybody who is a LifeSpeak client slash user or any of their family members can participate in the web chat. You don't have to register. You just sort of click to join, and it's a very simple written question and answer format, right? So somebody will post a question. They can use their name if they want. Most people use an alias or, you know, they say guest or ABC or what have you. And people will write out very, very particular and personal questions to an expert, depending on their field. And, you know, we have experts on, we do have nutrition and communication and exercise, but we've got anxiety and depression and PTSD and mental health and financial health and all that stuff. And so in real time, they can type in their question and maybe one or two minutes later, they'll get an answer straight away in real time from that expert. So not only do they see their own Uh, question and answer, which is invaluable, but they see everybody else's as well. And again, and and this is the second time I mentioned this, this normalization is invaluable, uh, obviously, depending on the topic, but everybody seems to think that they're the only ones struggling with a particular issue. They're the only ones who can't get it together. And they can see during these web chats, you know, 30, 40, 50 questions come in, Obviously, we try not to put duplicate questions up. We moderate it. But they can see that other people are struggling with the same thing, and they get to see their questions and the experts' answers as well. And that's hugely comforting and benefiting as well for our users. We like that very much. The Psych Central show, to to be fair, is is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, which is online therapy. And it allows people to reach out immediately and get access to the help that they need And, you know, this is great. It's different from the model of I need help today, so I'll set an appointment and in five days I'll go talk to somebody. It's a a different opportunity. So we've seen this work. Now, I understand that LifeSpeak is a benefit for employees offered by employers. So it's free for the employee. Is, Is that how the model works? Yeah, 
It's free for the employee and for their family members. Everything about our program is designed to be shared with an employee's family members and loved ones because we don't, you know, we think employee well-being, it doesn't just start and end with the individual employee, but depends very much on the well-being of the people in their immediate circle. And so, yes, the program is paid for by our clients, the employers, and it is completely free for employees and their family members. The next question that I'm curious about is, how do you find an expert and what constitutes an expert? We have uh, a lot of people who work pretty much year round thinking about our content and who is going to present it. You know, there's no one way that we find experts. It's a very kind of organic search. So right from the beginning, when we were seeking out our first experts, we knew that we wanted our experts to be the latest word on a topic, to be not people who had learned about a a topic from uh, somebody else's books, but the person who had actually written the book, doctors, psychologists, uh, and so on. So, you know, when we started out fairly small in in Canada, we kind of knew who we wanted. So I, I mentioned Dr. David Goldblum earlier in the podcast. He's an amazing psychiatrist, trained at Harvard, professor at the University of Toronto, and a past chair of the Mental Health Commission in Canada. He knows everything inside and out about mental health, and particularly mental health in the workplace. So we knew, for example, that he would be a great person to have on our roster. He also happens to be somebody who is very passionate about what he does, and that passion and that excitement comes across on screen. So we seek out people at, in the first place by looking for the most credentialed expert that we can find on a particular topic. We then speak to them to make sure that they're going to share their excitement and their passion with the people that they uh, are talking to through our video content. So if they're going to come off really boring and dry, we're not going to work with them. Some people are well-known, some people are not well-known at all. What they all have in common are impeccable credentials in their field, and as I said, an ability to be uh, universally accessible when they speak about a, a topic. Not a single one of them is a professional speaker. They're all, they all have day jobs in their fields. They work with us really primarily because they want to get their information out in as many ways as they possibly can because they're, they're passionate about it. Because we're Canadian, we have content in English and we also have content in French. And we do not uh, use the same speakers. Everybody speaks in their mother tongue. And so while the content in English and in French is equivalent, we don't have the same speakers. We want them to be dynamic, eloquent, and have the right cultural nuances. And so, and now, of course, there's word of mouth. We get some experts are referred to us from other experts. You know, we're fairly well known now. And so people will sometimes reach out to us. But those two hallmarks remain the same. Impeccable credentials and the ability to relay information in an accessible and eloquent manner. Thank you. My next question is, is it possible for someone who is not an employee, whose employer is providing this as a benefit, is it possible for them to access your site? We do not at this time make, we, we don't have a sort of a business to consumer model right now. Uh, there's no way that an, in, an individual could, you know, have, a, have access to a full-on LifeSpeak program. 
I mean, we have a we have a social media presence where we do give access to some content from time to time, but it's a little bit sort of hit and miss. So as an individual, no, at the moment, you need to rely on your employer. Of course, psychcentral.com focuses purely on mental health, psychology, and mental illness. We have a lot of the same content in the mental health space. We're, we're not as far reaching as, as your program, but anybody listening that needs help with mental health is obviously encouraged to jump over to psychcentral.com. So I, I had to work at that in there because, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and quite, quite right, too. I've seen your site. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, believe it or not, we've reached pretty much the end of our time. I, I think we've hit it all. Vin, do you have any final questions? The only question that was bouncing around in my head was, for the employers, is the cost a flat fee? Is it based on the number of users they anticipate having? In other words, the number of employees? Or is it some other arcane way of figuring it out? Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's fairly straightforward. Um, it is a flat fee. So, you know, the, the program costs X number of dollars a year and there's never anything else. You know, there's no add-ons or, or upsells. Once you pay, you pay. And that fee is a function of two variables, the size of your organization and the size of the library, the virtual library that you want to make available to your employees. So many of our clients do make all of our content available to their employees. A large number of them prefer to customize what they make available to their employees for all kinds of different reasons. I'll give you an example. We have actually all of the major banks in Canada, for example, are clients of LifeSpeak. They have chosen, actually there's one exception. Most of them have chosen not to deliver our financial health education modules to their employees because they obviously have their own very robust financial health trainings available to their employees. And so they've decided to kind of pick and choose the content. So two things, size of the organization, size of the library, that will give you your flat fee. Okay. Anna, thank you for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you being on the show and we're glad that you could stop by and, you know, play in our sandbox for a bit. It was a great pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Remember, you can get one week of convenient, affordable, private online counseling absolutely free anytime, anywhere by visiting betterhelp.com slash psychcentral. And we will see everyone next week. Thank you for listening to the Psych Central Show. Please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. We encourage you to share our show on social media and with friends and family. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show. Psychcentral.com is the Internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website. Psychcentral is overseen by Dr. John Grohall, a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is an award-winning writer and speaker who travels nationally. You can find more information on Gabe at gabehoward.com. Our co-host, Vincent M. Wales, is a trained suicide prevention crisis counsellor and author of several award-winning speculative fiction novels. You can learn more about Vincent at vincentmwales.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email talkback at psychcentral.com. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day no matter how hard you try to make them go away. 
and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.